1: They're going to pass. They're going to move on. You're you and you're the only one you can shape. You know, you control what you control within your your sphere of influence. Everything else you got to you got to learn how to deal with. And, and that's how life works. You know, simply put.
0: Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are. Welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seku Gathers. And each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears and let's get into this. Come on. Good people, welcome back. Another episode of the Truth Prescription Podcast. I just finished interviewing a CEO and founder of Holistic Wellness, Mr. TJ Studer. His company makes CBD infused powders that you can mix into your drink. His truth was that he realized that, to quote him, hate is going (laughs) to hate. And that uh, he can only control what he can control. But it came when he tells a story, it came at a very pivotal point uh, as he was growing up uh, in Indiana. We talked about his grandfather, who was also an entrepreneur, and some of the things he taught him about how to connect to people and the importance of treating everyone with respect. And we also went through his inner journey or the inner challenges that he faced going from the Procter & Gamble world, the corporate world, to the world of entrepreneurship. And that's that. I hope you guys enjoyed. It's a good episode. It's a short one. It's meaty. It's packed, nutrient-packed, nutrient-dense. And uh, close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into it. Good people, welcome back. Another episode of the Truth Prescription Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Mister TJ Studer. Hey TJ. Hey
1: Sekou. Thanks for having me. Love the Truth Prescription.
0: Absolutely. Let's let's get into this truth. TJ is an Indiana native, uh, CEO and co-founder of Holistic Wellness, S-T-I-K, and, and we'll get into why it's uh, holistic. Uh, His company was founded in 2018. They make a bevy of CBD-infused products. Um, powder is really similar to like Theraflu or like Emergency, where you can mix it in your drink. Their products address stress, sleep, recovery, beauty, and digestion. This is great to have you on, man, to just kind of talk about your process and also you know, your life. We get it, we get into the truth here on the truth prescription.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much. I told you I, I love the truth prescription because it's kind of a motto I live by. That that's what we're looking for. Help consumers find the truth, yeah. help them find a better way, help them find the answers. Yeah. Makes everybody's lives better. We live better together.
0: Living better together. That's a whole nother podcast. So we <laughs> you really want to talk about all <laughs> episode of us. Two. Living better together. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So let's jump right in, TJ. The premise of the show is you know, many of my listeners know is that the truth is something that's difficult for us to interface with, right? It's uncomfortable. We don't like it. But what I found from my journey and from the journey of many of my guests is that when you accept the truth, you have massive breakthroughs in your personal and professional life. So, uh, you know, I know you've, I, I read, you know, about your mom and, you know, growing up and learning from your granddad and all this stuff. Tell us a story where in your journey from growing up in Indiana to now, where maybe there was a truth you were ignoring or weren't aware of that once you said, hey, all right, I'm finally going to deal with this thing, you had some breakthroughs
1: that's a whole nother podcast as well, but I'll tell you one not in my bio <laughs> growing up in Indiana. You know, uh, that's right. I, re- I remember a specific moment. Actually, I was listening to your, uh, your overview of kind of your journey to truth. Uh. I remember a specific moment all the way back to fourth grade where I was kind of new school. I was the Brown kid in a Indiana Catholic school and kind of learning the way there and finding new friends, finding new teachers experiences. And it was tough. I come home and I was, you know, having tough nights. And I remember the day where I said, you know, What haters gonna hate? (laughs) It was as a kid. I understood that that it was something that I just said, if I keep caring about what those kids are saying and stop worrying about everything else, we're going the wrong direction. I remember having that conversation with my mom. I remember the strength I felt there. And it was a turning point for me. And it was like I started making better friends. I started having more fun at school. And it just from there, it's always been in my life. I'm gonna do what I can do best. I'm gonna try to help those around me. That's all I can do. I can learn every day and grow from there. And it's I'll, I'll say the tough times of Indiana, I'll summarize up to learning that and learning it well early, which was big. They got to my personal development. And, you know, that that to marry it to that story with my mom, I, I left Indiana for a long time for my professional development career and moved back and, and ran into the inside. And I won't go through the whole story, but ran to the inside of my product via my mom's stigma against it. And the middle of this country is strongly believes what it believes because it's, you know, it's deep rooted and it's been preached for years. She believed my product was a drug and would hurt her. And I had to convince her differently that it could be a wellness product for her which was a journey in itself.
0: Yeah, I uh, know. I can imagine. That initial conversation, I'm interested that when you got home and you, you realized, hey, haters are going to hate. Was that a conversation you started with your mom? Did your mom say, hey, you know, TJ, what's going on? Or was it just, was there some, some spark that all of a sudden you realized, like, I'm not going to be able to change these people? Like, what? tell us a little bit more about that. I have two very strong parents that I'm
1: sure led me to the conclusion. Uh, And it's funny, I remember that moment, like where I was walking into the house after a tough day. I don't remember where it came from. It was like something in that moment just said, this is not right. You know, I shouldn't feel this way about some hateful words. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) And like, you know, I had a few experiences young that I ran into some situations where people said things and I I went off, you know, I I let it affect me. And I remember them talking about that's not you. They're going to pass. They're going to move on. You're you and you're the only one you can shape. You know, you control what you control within your your sphere of influence. Everything else you got to you got to learn how to deal with. And, and that's how life works. You know, simply put.
0: Yeah. Nice and concise. No, it's true. That's how life works. Write that down. This is true. <laughs> Sounds simple. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's you know. crazy. So <laughs> we all need that right now. Yeah, for sure. You know, you were at uh, Procter & Gamble for some time. Was it eight years or 10 years? 10 years, just over 10. You, you at PG for 10 years. Talk about just sort of some of the inner challenges of, you know, anytime I call it the pillowed existence, anytime you go from the pillowed existence of, you know, a, a job where you can count on, you know, that deposit every two weeks to mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Just talk about some of the, the inner challenges you faced. you know, making that transition.
1: Definitely. Um, and I'd say it's even bigger than cash in the bank. It's always that support system. I like to use the example when you're sick for a day, Work gets done. You might pile up a little bit. You might need to catch up, but it's not your brand is going under. Your company is in jeopardy. People lose jobs. It's not these kind of impacts that you deal with. That I think those are probably the bigger mental challenges of jumping outside of that uh, bigger sea into your own pond. And then there's certainly the cash component, and it's a matter of everything you do delivers that paycheck. And it's wrong to pay yourself if you're not delivering that paycheck. You know, if you're a one man show by any means, which I'm not, but it comes down to that feeling that, you know, Sunday night at 10 p.m. when you're in the middle of a movie and you get an important email from a consumer, That's who I'm sending a note to. And it's that's my number one priority that I make sure it keeps moving. Now, on the other side of that, I say passion is everything because it's it's a part of my life, my business, and I'm excited about that being part of my life. So it's not a a chore for me to do it on a Sunday night as much as maybe somebody else's job or somebody else's brand might feel when they're asking you to do it as much as you're asking you to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. You you have that direct connection to it. Right. And I think they always talk about how the best employees are people that can really lock into the vision of the company. But if you have a natural vision already sewn into your soul, there's no need, you know, it's it just it it just kind of flows. And then the benefit of that is you get to reap all the benefits of your company. When I read about your, your grandfather, it, there was some synergy there because my grandfather was, it has also been an inspiration for me for entrepreneurship. He owned a decent middle, middle size um, a pest control business in Brooklyn back in the 30s and 40s when, you know, black folk weren't owning much, you know, and uh, he had a bunch of employees. And uh, I just always remember going into his office feeling motivated and, and, and proud, like, wow, this is his office. These are employees, blah, blah, blah. And I know your grandfather owned a, a print shop. And there were some things that you learned from him. Um, Talk about his uh, impact on you in terms of connecting with people.
1: You know, I'll tell you, sadly, it was after he passed, um, the biggest impact he had on my life. And I didn't even really summarize everything from him. I was standing at his at his wake and and a man walked up to me. And I I think I've met the man once before at the print shop and he was dressed. You you could tell it was one of the first time he puts on the suit before he walked up. (laughs) Wow. And okay. he came up and very shyly said, excuse me, excuse me. I know you don't know me that well, but I wanted to tell you your grandfather was everything to me. Mm. He said, many people walk past me, don't look at me, don't give me a second chance. I'm the guy in the shop that works in the corner that nobody cares about. I never wear a suit. But for him, he treated me like I deserved to wear a suit every day. And it was something that just hit me that it was like, man, he, he owned the shop. He never had to stop by that guy. But that guy felt like he cared that he worked there versus just another guy doing a job. And it's something that throughout my career, I've seen those type of managers and really P&G as a company. Day one, if you're going to be here, you're a part of the team and you matter. Empower that person to deliver their best as opposed to get the job you want done. You know, try to create a team around you that believes in the vision and will deliver 120 percent because they care beyond. And you treat people like that. You get that kind of work. As you said, that's that's aligning them to the vision that it's it should be their vision. It shouldn't be you telling them what to do, get it done by this time. And you got to have people that want to do it and want to do that uh, email at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow! What, yeah, when they're when they're in the middle of watching uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? <laughs>
1: that's right. Oh, that's oh, yeah, you read them all. <laughs> we can talk movie. that on a whole nother level. That's your movie.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about CBD a little bit. cannabidiol. I was work working with a a company that was doing a, a sleep product, melatonin and CBD, for a period of time. I'm I'm also on a an application in New Jersey. I don't know if you know what's going on in New Jersey, but we're having a whole a whole big issue with, uh, with dispensaries. So I do, I do have some, um, some info, you know, one of the biggest things that I ran into when I was trying to figure out where to source the CBD from is there was like thousands of CBD companies and probably hundreds of farms, even on the business side, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with my choice. I ended up choosing a farm in Indiana, I think, but from your perspective, right from the business side, how can a consumer feel confident in, in their purchase and specifically talking about, you know, your product?
1: I uh, answer it broader first, because mission number one is find your CBD product, because it's something great for you, even if it's not ours. It's a challenge I ran into, actually, in my mom's journey. My first answer was I knew that CBD, a plant, hemp, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, was being approved, which treated her symptoms. That's something I said, you got to find the right answer because it's out there. I struggled to find that right answer, and I, like many consumers, swam through a sea of information, but none of it telling me, seed to sale, this is clean, put it in your body. And that scared me, because I come from P&G, where those questions are checkmarked before you walk in the store. You don't even have those concerns as a consumer. So really, it's what led me to creating a holistic wellness and really not to down our competition, because there's a lot of good actors out there. The key is information. If you can't find third party test results from seed to sale, you know, everything that you want to know about that plant and some stuff you don't even want to know about that plant then somebody's hiding something or they don't know they should be testing it, which was my concern as a consumer that, all right, well, I know there's heavy metals in soil. Why didn't you test for heavy metals? And it's you're, you're amplifying <laughs> that into an oil. I'm not a scientist, but I know what happens there. And it's it's dangerous for the end consumer. Yeah. So we ended up as a company making a decision early on that we would grow every one of our hemp plants in a greenhouse Hemp is a crazy plant that the best example is they planted it in Chernobyl to clean up the grounds. Um, it sucks <laughs> everything out of the soil, wow. and everything out of the air in the plant. Right. So our plant is 15 percent CBD. We bring the oil concentration up to 80 percent CBD. So imagine if you had one little bit of arsenic in that plant. What's going to happen in the oil? Yeah. So for us, it was we don't touch soil. We don't touch outside air. So we can control that plant from seed to stick, which made it super important for us. Then, lastly, on the back of our packaging, you can scan that QR code and you can actually get directly to our test results that are full panel. We test for everything from pesticides to heavy metals to the potency that's actually in the stick. So all important stuff that a consumer should know before they make that purchase decision. Uh, and that's the key
0: in any product. Your product is a full spectrum product, correct?
1: Correct. You'll see it's broad spectrum on the package.
0: For people that don't know, uh, that may be listening or may be thinking about, you know, trying CBD for the first time, explain what, you know, broad spectrum is and um, why it's important.
1: It's a gray area broad versus full. So the full plant has a myriad of cannabinoids from CBD to even a part THC, plus everything else we don't talk about from CBG to CBC CBN. to all the terpene profiles of the plant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the good stuff. We got m- much more coming in the future. <laughs> uh, so net, we take kind of the 101 of that hemp plant and we take the oil out of the plant which includes a major concentration of CBD and then all of those minor cannabinoids. Now, the spectrums are defined by full spectrum is below 0.3% THC, which means you're not adjusting the THC in the plant. You're not removing any from the oil. It's just below that 0.3% in the final product. That's what we're doing. However, the common legal understanding, at least now not being fully defined, is that broad spectrum is non-detectable THC. So we importantly make that distinction because THC is a good part of the equation that helps the rest work better. However, non-detectable means and even below 0.3% means you cannot get high. You can have 10 sticks in a row and you're not going to get a psychoactive feeling of high, which is the safety that I give to my mom when she wants to look for something that's not going to get her high. There's CBD just itself, which is CBd isolate, which means you're removing all of the other good plant material and just getting CBd. There's interesting science out there on the entourage effect and the importance of keeping as close to nature as possible
0: right yeah, there's a lot of uh, from you know our reading and I know you know this, but for people that are listening, there's a a lot of uh gonna say this benefit that occurs with the The entourage effect, which is what she's talking about, which is all the different components of the plant as that they work together. And when you separate them, the whole is not as potent and potent in terms of, you know, relieving pain, you know, anti-anxiety, anti-depression, all the all the the things that it feels that that it causes. I heard you describe the feeling for you as just a general feeling of wellness, which you were saying this is what a, a scientist said at an FDA meeting. So again, if anybody is is listening and they're trying to, well, do I even really need this? I mean, do your research, read up on it, check out uh, TJ's website. But to his point, you know, find a product that you think will will work for you.
1: We like to tell people try one. And it's a matter of the extreme moments where you need, you know, holistic stress or you need that night's sleep before a big flight or presentation. You're going to feel the difference in the every day kind of i just want to be well that's where that general sense of wellness comes and honestly it's a hard if you're happy and having a great afternoon on a sunny walk it's not going to make you feel much better. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you need that 180 to turn around, I think it's it's a matter of understanding of what you expect from the product. Right. And what we do is say, try one stick because you don't need a, a month's worth to know the difference of, this is something I want in my life or it's something I, I don't need in my life. So really just one stick allows that to be a little easier of a comparison for a consumer versus a month supply, two months supply, some of these things.
0: And you guys have I know you have like a three sample pack, right, where you just have three sticks that people can purchase if they want to try out some of the products.
1: Correct. We do three of each of our sub brands and then we do a five pack of each of the singles online and then tell stores near you hopefully soon. Uh, Definitely on the East Coast for those listeners. There's plenty of stores around where we do the single stick actually at the point of sale.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that, man. You know, CPG stuff is 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 crazy, you know, getting shelf space and getting into stores. You got your hands full there, my, my friend. <laughs> you got your hands full there. It's an interesting wild, wild west. Yeah,
1: it, it certainly humble to the fact of walk down an aisle and find a second detergent to Tide. I was born <laughs> up in those type of brands that you take shelf space and you can't just innovate a new detergent and take some shelf space. However, CBD, there's so many products out there and they all look similar. And it's a matter of consumers are saying, what else? Show me something new, educate me, help me. And we're trying to differentiate, give a different option, which has really helped us get an edge on getting our space. And then again, consumers buy one stick, enjoy that one and come back for more, which the retailer sees as exactly what they're trying to drive as a category. Loyalists over time that are coming
0: back week after week. Right. Loyalists and advocates. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. You want, you want people to, uh, to be loyal to your product and then advocate. I was thinking about it in the sense of, you know, because obviously the show is it's about doing the deep inner work to really set yourself free. I thought about the concept of being a self advocate, right? And being a self loyalist, which is also important, right? We need those, we need that to help people to connect to products and to help businesses grow. But then when you think about the other corporation, right? Corp, C O R P the Body. Can you be loyal to yourself? Can you be an advocate for yourself? Those things are important as well to help for helping your, you know, you you to grow. Anyway.
1: Well said. I think we need to be careful too that being loyal to yourself doesn't mean not growing. We can grow.
0: And you know, make yourself better every day. Doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means I'm evolving. I'm learning. Exactly. It does don't don't and that's a great point, TJ. I don't want people to think we're saying, oh, just be selfish. That's not this that's not what I'm saying. You can be an advocate for yourself and still be gracious and you know loving and and all those things but sometimes you will have to say no to something that goes against you know your 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 own uh loyalty to yourself and that's you know again that's a whole nother a whole nother thing let's jump into yes or bs so i'm gonna make a statement and you're gonna say yes or bs and then you can you know explain why why not it's up to you number one weed makes you high cbd gets you well oh
1: that's a good one. 1st uh, i'm gonna say yes today bs tomorrow
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to explain that one sorry
1: okay <laughs> like loaded answer okay. i'm gonna explain it fast explain it yes today because i think it's an easy entry point for consumers across the world that have misunderstood this plant cbd Wellness, THC, high is really an easy, I know which products I want to go for if I don't want to get high. I know which products I want to go for if I do get, want to get high. BS for the future, because I think we misunderstand the word high and happiness and wellness and smiling and being around good people are all forms of high. We look at alcohol as an acceptable relaxation, party, wellness, etc. All of these words when really look at alcohol. We all drink alcohol, I drink alcohol, and I know what it does to me, I know what it does to people around me. It worries me when I'm thinking of that as an acceptable high. And we don't even use the word high because it has a negative stigma around it. THC Delta-9 has been stigmatized as gonna get you high, gateway drug, etc. cetera. There's an act of wellness, meditation, peacefulness within THC and even CBD and other cannabinoids that again, gets you back to center. I like to think about it as yoga and understanding where your center is and always being in neutral. I can handle the ups, I can handle the downs because I'm happily in neutral. And I think it's finding that balance for yourself that it's regardless of the products, you gotta find that balance. Everything else is you can use water as a drug if you drink too much of it. Yeah. I'll uh, put so it you in get awesome lightheaded. Point, right? You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> All right. You can drown in a teaspoon, I've heard or something. Like that. <laughs>
0: Number two, Switzerland
1: is better than Colorado. Ooh, that's a yes. I'm sorry to my
0: Coloradans. (laughs) Uh,
1: Mountains are slightly uh, peakier and more fun, and there's less people in general. So the traffic in Colorado is getting pretty overwhelming. Okay,
0: okay. Number three, a good marriage is necessary for success. Well, a good marriage is a necessity for success.
1: I think good partnership is necessary for success across the board in your life. So I'm going to say yes, uh, out of respect for my wife, most of (laughs) all. (laughs) Good partnership in all parts of your life, though. You need things to work. And I'll tell you, my wife picks up every little thing that I don't have time for to keep that 24-7 mentality on my business. That, you know, bills to organizing a car appointment she takes care of on the side, which – honestly, they'd be missed and I'd probably be taking the uh, Uber place <laughs> because my air conditioning would still be out on my Jeep.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. That's it. <laughs> All right. Number four, the pandemic has helped CBD sales. I can't say the the
1: pandemic has helped much feels wrong to say. So I'm going to say BS. Okay. However, I will say it has helped companies with innovation, uh, hustle and pushing for better days to push for better days. It's pushing us all to be better right now to capture the consumer's uh, attention in different ways. I'll tell you again, offering that low price point that we want to prove it first helps because consumers don't want to spend all their cash on something they're not sure is not going to work. So I'll say It's helped CBD, maybe first-time sales. People are looking for wellness. They're, you know, anxiously wanting to get better. However, that second sale, that loyalist, that advocate over time, all comes down to the product and
0: the experience. Number five. You'll, You'll like this one. Consumers are gullible.
1: Ooh. I'm going to say BS.
0: Okay. Again,
1: I think consumers might be gullible in store because of the amount of variables against them. Again, we have a lot of time to think about this stuff from packaging to how you shop to other products you purchase. However, consumers are real in that they continually look for better and you got to do a lot of work to capture their attention so that people say, I'm never using another product. This is in my cabinet, no matter what. I think if all of you look honestly at your house and find which products have been with you for the last 10 years as a staple, never going to move, etc. from detergent to deodorant to your shirts, those have all changed. And that's a power of new brands. It's a power of innovation. You're hit by 5,000 marketing pieces a day that might tempt you into something else. It takes a lot to keep a consumer's attention. So I think gullible might be a strong word um, because people want to buy stuff. People want to experience new things. However,
0: keep uh, making them believe a product works when it doesn't, that's a tougher challenge. Yeah, right. You actually have to provide that value. Like you can't just be, That's you it. know, selling air, air sandwiches. Like, you know, right. you, <laughs> right. you got to sell something that people <laughs> like to want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. All right. Last one. Number seven. The electoral college is a great tool.
1: Uh, I think there's only one answer to the political <laughs> system that ends in where we are now that something's <laughs> broken. Um, it's funny, I'll put it a simple way because there's too much drama to probably touch on all of it yes. is when you look around your friend group, your family, your teachers, your police, your firemen, your mayor, you see a lot better leaders than you do on the ticket. And that scares the hell out of me. And, the you know, why does it lead to such poor choices and uh, poor results that we see in the office? And it's, you know, better people that you trust with your life, your kid, your wallet, etc. cetera. Would you trust them? And it's for trusting them to run the country. Uh, there's a lot of progress to be made. And I think the good side of that, not to be doomsday, is I think people are understanding that. People are taking an active role. People are voting, people are researching. They're getting more involved. I encourage everyone to get even more involved. Find your own data because media will get you where they want you. The data is there and it's in front of our eyes to make choices we need to make to make this world a better place. Yeah, don't be gullible. <laughs> otherwise i'm going to switzerland (laughs) (laughs)
0: that was good that was good that was good going back to switzerland
1: that's why i had to keep my relationship strong there with an answer of switzerland
0: that's right that's right oh man all right well tj listen it was great having you on man um let the people know where they can find out more about you and more about the product
1: Excellent. I didn't tell you why the stick with a K. I got to tell you that first because you did give a a note about it. Oh, yeah. Holistic as a brand means we're taking that whole plant and delivering it in a convenient beverage stir stick. S T I K. So it's all one word from seed to stick. And hopefully you'll experience it when you try it. So check out first our website. We have a ton of information there. It's holistic with a K wellness.com. Also, all of our social channels. We're always giving wellness tips uh, down to ways to make your life better in general beyond our product, how to be happier, how to be uh, more meditative, how to, you know, a lot of what you talk about, Sakura, on the movement to thought. Uh, being more present which goes well beyond the product i encourage you to take that journey one way or another we're here to help beyond holistic wellness into cbd wellness
0: all right tj thank you so much i will sign off as i always do the truth will set you free if you let it